Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. And I'm ready to burn some bridges. Finally, dude. So here's the thing. I, by the time this episode comes out, I will no longer be working at the office job that I work at. Which is technically not true. I will be visiting every now and then. Wait, did I know that? Uh, maybe. I don't think I did. I think I'm finding it out right now. Okay, well, we've probably discussed, it's in tandem with me moving out, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so I'll be visiting, like, on, like, weekends and stuff, so I don't want to burn these bridges too Wait, deep. when you say visiting, what does that even mean? It means I'm working extra shifts until they can find someone to replace me full-time. Oh. But you've put well, in your notice? Yes. But there's one thing that's been bugging me that I need to talk about, and if I don't talk about it now, I'm going to explode. So, there's a guy that works in the office, and... He works above like the normal offices and every and he'll come down like two or three times a day to like microwave his cup of coffee. Fine, whatever. But and so we have company branded bottles of water and nice. the, and it. the pallet of water bottles sits like it they are stored in the warehouse where I work. But we have an open package of water bottles in the office. So when he comes downstairs and microwaves his coffee, you would think, oh, I should get some water while I'm in here. Yep. No. That's what you think. What he does is he goes out, he goes into the unopened packages of water bottles, opens a package of water, and then just takes one water bottle and takes it away with him. Okay. Why? I don't know. Um, What? He knows that we keep water in there. It's not a secret. So why is he opening it? So we, wait, okay. So hear me out. Yeah. How many times a day does he do this? Like once a day, maybe once every other day. How fast do you guys go through packs? Um, maybe a week. Okay. So he comes in on Monday, right? Ignores you guys. Ignores what he's supposed to do. Goes and open, opens up a new pack. That pack is going to be opened. When he comes back the next day. Yeah. Is he opening, is he going into that pack again? Yes. Yeah. He's going into the pack he's already opened. Okay. So he just wants his own pack. That's what it sounds like. It, that's kind of what it sounds like. And so the it's stored there for other departments as well. So when other departments need packages of water, they come to my place and grab them. But because he's opened one, nobody ever takes that one. And I'm like, but... <laughs> We have some in the office. You see, this guy, he might be onto something. Because it doesn't, it's not any less work for him or no. more work. It's the same amount of work regardless. It's only more work for everyone else. And it's not even, I guess it's more work for the people coming in to get their water. Because they have to now maneuver around this package that's open. But this guy's life is unchanged right now. Absolutely unchanged. He can keep track of how many he's been drinking. Because he's the only (laughs) one that drinks out of that. Yeah. So I think he's on to something. I just like, I find that so fascinating. The people that just like so blatantly disregard, like not even office status quo, but just like 
the unspoken rules. I like it when people make up their own rules without just for no reason. And then no one confronts them on it. So they'll do it forever. And when you finally bring it up, they'll be like, I've been doing that forever. And you're going to be like, we know. We know you have. (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, I just take my printer paper from your printer paper tray. And you're like, yeah, I know. I have to refill it. Oh, dude, that's going to be an awesome conversation. Dude, I don't even like. I wish I had that kind of confidence to just be like, oh, there's this established system here. But I'm going to break it for no reason. Do you have an idea how long he's been working there? Like 20 years. He's an older oh, guy. See, that's, there's, there's a confidence when you've been tenured and just be like, what are they going to do? Fire me? And this guy's not scared of anything. Not scared of anything. I'm so worried. I've been at my job for a month now, like a, like five weeks. And I'm still like, I better not inconvenience anybody. Like anybody. And this guy just... Couldn't care less. And I, re- I kind of respect that. It's earned. Yeah. So if you are one of my coworkers listening to this, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Anyway, do you want to talk about the movie? Let's talk about the movie. This week is our final week in August's mystery theme. Uh, we are watching Heathers, the 1987, 1988. I think it's 1988. Uh, black comedy starring Winona Ryder and Christian Slater. It's 40 years old, 35 years I think, old. I think we shouldn't call it a, I know a, a lot of people have been calling it a black comedy. Let's call it a dark comedy. Yeah. I, that is actually something that I was going to talk about is just like, I rented this movie. I, okay. Time code. If you want to skip to the improv section right here, time code 3240. So as I was saying, I rented this movie from the library. And so it has like, you know, a DVD case from like 2002. And it says on there, like history's greatest black comedy or something like that. And as I'm walking out of the library, I'm like, we don't call things this anymore. Right. Like this is, yeah, this is an outdated dark comedy. It did come out in 88. Yeah. Cause would you say that people don't use the phrase black comedy anymore or does it just mean something different? Listen, a black comedy has Martin Lawrence in it. Or uh, Damon Wayans. Yeah, that's a black comedy. It might, um, I mean, there's quite a few black people I can think that should be involved in something like that. Um, Black comedy, Medea, that's a black comedy. Yeah. Um, Bad Boys, that's a black comedy. This is a dark comedy. And I can think of lots of other dark comedies. And this would be in that group, not the black comedy group yeah definitely for real um if actually hold up this is not a dark comedy yeah it is no it's not yes it is have you ever seen uh how many times have you seen this movie this will be like my third time this is my first time yeah this movie has jokes is not a comedy um has jokes though plenty of jokes yeah but it's not a comedy. I've looked, I had such a polarizing, like, and strong opinion on this movie. I went to the reviews. I'm like, what are other people saying about this? And they're like, it's a satire. It's a satire. It's a satire. I'm like, I think this is one of those movies where you study it in high school or college. And it's one of those things. They're like, what do they mean by that? And you find out that the director didn't mean that at all. 
Okay, hold on. If you have to study this movie to understand what it was trying to tell you, then you are not that bright to begin with. Right. But I think like people are like, what does this movie like mean? What is what are these scenes saying? And I think they're pulling way too much meaning from the obvious. There's like a couple obvious messages, right? Yeah. But it d- dude, you know what? This movie sucked. No, it doesn't. It's so bad. This movie rules. It was so bad. No, this movie's I, good. This is one of the this is like top five. Can I stop watching? I can pretend like Craig did. I don't want to watch this movie. Dude, no. This what? movie was so whack, dude. It is whack, but it's a good whack. It's crazy. It's such a good movie. This is crazy and awesome, quote unquote. Like Spaceballs is crazy and awesome. No, that's not even a good example. It's not. I'm trying to think it's... of other whack movies that were so not good that they began. Like The Room. What? No. This movie's like that. You are well, unhinged. An obvious message. You right? are currently unhinged. This movie is so whack, bro. And it's one of those things that, like, I, I can look at a scene and be like, oh, they did that on purpose. It just didn't hit with me. Oh, they did that. I don't think it's funny. And then I can look at this movie and be like, they need to rein it in because it's starting to piss me off. And I I so desperately didn't want to finish this movie. But this I did movie it, was, I'm, like, I'm perfect 80s camp. Like, No, what perfect 80s camp is is The Breakfast Club. And I know people are going to be like, well, this movie's making fun of The Breakfast I don't care, bro. It doesn't. It, it does that part. I don't even say it does it well. It does it. It has this movie's full of attempts. This movie is is a lot of trying and very and this little. This movie is a lot of succeeding. This movie is good. It's not. All right. Dude. So it starts off with K Sera I'm on board. A weird choice, but I'm on board with it. Um I had no idea what this movie was about when I watched. When I started it, no clue. I've heard it for years and years and years. Never bothered to look it up. I have no idea what it's about. Um, they start off by saying, it's your turn, Heather. And I pause it and I'm like, I guess there's going to be like three or four Heathers or they're all names Heather. Like, And obviously I was right because I'm right all the time. Now, the next note I have is shoulder pads much, which isn't a hit on the movie. It's a hit on the era. Then... My fourth note is they wanted it to be James Dean so bad. It's Jason Dean. Now they did that on purpose, but this movie has no finesse, bro. It can't decide between hitting you over the head with something or barely mentioning it and have you just figure it out. So then you're just wondering the whole movie wondering, are they doing this on purpose? Because I want to say, if they're doing everything on purpose, then they did it wrong. And if they didn't do that on purpose, then I might be looking too much into this. And they should have fixed that as well. There's so much wrong with this movie. They should have fixed you looking into it too much? This movie is wild. Yeah. Okay. Let's, 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 Let's group up for a little bit. If we've gone on for this movie for this long and you do not know what it is about. Let's break it down a little bit. So Winona Ryder plays a character named Veronica and she is part of the most popular clique in school named the Heathers. There's Heather Duke, uh, Heather Chandler and Heather McNamara. And Heather Chandler is like the leader of this posse of, you know, all four of them. And basically uh, Veronica 
you know, is kind of like this nerdy type girl and she has developed the skill to mimic other people's handwriting. So the Heathers are like, hey, Veronica, we will have you join our little clique if you help us mercilessly bully people. Yeah, by writing notes, posing as other people. And she does this for a little while, and while she's doing this, a new cool guy, JD, moves into the school. And eventually Veronica and JD meet up. Uh, Veronica's like, I hate the Heathers, they're too mean to people, and JD's like, yeah, I totally understand. And they decide to, after a party, um, go to Heather Chandler's house, and it's like, hey, let's give her something that'll make her throw up. That'll teach her to like, basically like re bully her. And JD is like, yeah, let's do that. But instead of giving her something that will make her throw up, JD gives her something that kills her. Yeah. And, uh, Veronica writes a suicide note in the handwriting of Heather Chandler. And thus begins JD and Veronica trying to quote unquote fix society by killing all the bullies and writing suicide notes in their handwriting. Yeah. Um, personal vendetta. I cannot think of a major Christian Slater movie I've seen besides this. Have, can you think of one off the top of your head? The only thing that I can think of is that season of Archer he was in. Oh, but like, okay. But when he was a voice actor. Yeah. I, Either hate this actor or I despise how he played this character. I don't, I haven't seen other stuff. So let's just assume it's the character. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I hated the way he talked. I hated the way he looked. I hated the way he delivered lines. I hated the way the whole acting was. Now he's young in this movie. So we can, I'm going to chalk it up to inexperience. And maybe the director just took the time off and was like, you know what? I trust you and let him do his thing. Every time he was on screen, every time he opened his mouth, I was like, I'm going to mute this. And I'm, while this is muted, I'm going to rip my eyes out so I also don't have to look at him. He is so, it's like cringy, but that wasn't, that wasn't one of the things they were going for. This is one of the I think it is. This, no, because there's things they did on purpose. They obviously wore, made him wear all black on purpose. They obviously made him have longer hair on purpose. They made him walk around with a black freaking trench coat, like a person who shoots up a school, like on purpose. They did that all on purpose. The way he played the character, I'm like, he's supposed to be angsty and it's supposed to be a satire on teen angst. But I hated him so badly and it had nothing to do with the angst. It had everything to do with like, your voice hurts my ears. I think that JD just like, is supposed to radiate major incel vibes, and he does. It's I could, dude. I can deal with incels all day. This was something else. This was it was so. I don't know what it was. I am that guy is radioactive. And if he wasn't in the movie, there was a couple of people who were like, "Yeah, um, Brad Pitt also auditioned for this movie. Should have put him in. Anything would have been better." anything um apparently he modeled this acting performance um after jack nicholson no you didn't have you ever seen any of his movies because this was the wackest thing i've ever seen however there is a little bit of overlap in the fact that this guy is basically acting like he's the joker yeah and 
Wrong movie, dude. Wrong movie. I disagree. You're in a movie called Heathers. The, Batman's already been a thing. You missed out. I don't know if you uh, like auditioned for that role. Pretty upset about it. So you're going to go and do this. Um, but guess what? Move on and play this part better. Uh, just for the record, the Jack Nicholson Batman had not been out yet. So but, I mean, there's other Batmans. But I'm just oh, saying there's, I'm there sorry, isn't the there Caesar isn't, Romero Batman. I'm saying there's other there's other overlaps. Like maybe he modeled him after Jack Nicholson, and he played the Joker, and Jack Nicholson also plays it. So I'm saying like maybe there is something to this. But I'm gonna that's we're giving him way too much wiggle room. We're giving I him think way too you're much giving him too much hardship. He sucks. You are He's laying so down bad. this hammer so hard for no reason. Okay. I hate his voice, right? We've already talked about that. He has the most punchable face we've ever seen. Now let's talk about the movie. He pulls a gun on the jocks, bully him, shoots off blanks. Which was 13 minutes in and traumatizing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, so it's one of those movies. Turns out it was blanks. I was very disappointed. Then when he kills the first Heather, she has the fakest death we've ever seen. I'm going to chalk that up to that happening on purpose. But I think when it, things are done on purpose, there this move, I had no idea whether or not they were doing it on purpose or if they weren't. And I had to always give them the benefit of the doubt. And why is that a problem? Because there's a difference between like, I'm in this world. I'll let you fix plot holes. Like, we watched Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, we'll allow it to happen. And then there's stuff where, like, they're not self-aware enough to know that, like, hey, if this is going to be satire, we need to... It's like that guy who's, like, doing an accent for a movie, and every once in a while, he just, like, forgets to do an accent. Like, if you're going to be a satire, have someone there that's constantly remind you, play it up, play it up, definitely dive into the stereotypes... And, but I feel like they like forgot it was a satire sometimes. And I'm like, when you forget it's a satire, it's a real, it's a real movie. And those were the parts I hated where it's like, do you even know what you're doing? Do you understand the movie you are making right now? I feel like they filmed this whole movie, blew the entire budget. And then they're like in post. They're like, I, we, we have to keep this part in. We only took six takes, but sir, they're all bad. Well, we have to use one. We can't do reshoots. Winona's in another movie. That's what this whole movie felt like. What, who hurt you? Dude, this movie Are you okay? Wild. Also, is you there know some who underlying saved this movie? thing? There there was a person who saved this movie, and I bet you know who it was. Tell me. Mr. Mosby. Mr. Mosby single-handedly saved this movie, and he's in 2 minutes. Maybe less. But once I saw him, I'm like I think I can get through this. So now that uh, Alex is done, uh, Craig's turn. Um, this movie rocks. Uh, this movie is like such a perfect time capsule of like what an 80s teen movie could be. And I think uh, it, it, it was just a generally really good and good and enjoyable experience. There's a lot of like really surreal moments that kind of like 
double down and get a little bit cartoony. And I think that that's when the movie like really flourished. So when Heather Chandler dies and they're at their funeral and everyone is like saying a prayer next to her coffin and like everyone's prayer is incredibly selfish or not about Heather at all. Like I thought that that scene was really funny because everybody's praying to God like, oh, uh, rest in peace, Heather Chandler. Also, let me join the track team. And I, I think that uh, it's really funny to see like those priorities shift like that. Uh, that scene where JD is in the kitchen and he has like this really big knife and the lights are all blue around him and it does this really big zoom. It does this really big zoom in and he just like looks really big. I'm like, oh, this is terrifying. We are watching JD lose his mind. And uh, I watching JD go from, oh, he's an outcast and I kind of understand what he's saying to this guy is a psychopath. Why did we ever trust him to begin with? That's I really enjoy seeing character arcs like that. Just like watching a character, like watching the seed of despicability and watching it grow, watching it grow over the course of the movie. That that's good stuff to me. I really like that stuff. Uh, Heather Duke's dream funeral, the one where Veronica dreams Heather Duke's funeral. Yeah, the freaking acid trip. Yeah, that was one of those things where I'm just like, (laughs) I liked that I couldn't tell if it was a dream or not. I'm like, everybody's wearing 3D glasses and like everybody's wearing the same thing. The pastor is preaching nonsense. Like I like what is going on here? I have no clue, but it was, it it fit for me. It made sense. And I really liked, uh, I really liked that, like introspection. Uh, this movie is also incredibly quotable for me. Um, Oh, it it was very quotable. I, I've gone so long without seeing this movie that there was a lot of stuff that they've been saying. I'm like, Oh, I guess I just came from this movie and I've been missing it. And it's like completely missing the reference. Like, um, F me gently with a chainsaw is one of my favorite things on the planet. Uh, There's a line where the hippie teacher says something like whether a teenager kills themselves or not is one of the most important decisions they can make. Yep. One of my favorite lines in the whole movie. I love it so much. Um, Another one, which I know is a common phrase from the eighties, but they said it all the time. This movie is what is your damage? Oh, yeah. I love that stuff. Um, They also said Geek Squad in this. I'm like, freaking Best Buy owes them royalties. Um, (laughs) I love my dead gay son. Iconic. Iconic. Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? (laughs) So good, dude. So good. So I think uh, there's a lot of... Lick it up, baby. Lick it up. (laughs) Yeah, this movie is so quotable. Like, they just talked differently back then yeah and jesus god in heaven why did you have to kill such good snatch yeah i <laughs> this Dude, movie rocks. back in ww2 bro yeah mm-hmm. uh and there are little details that are cool um like one of the trivia pieces is how um when they're plotting to kill the jocks uh JD asks, hey, have you ever taken German? Veronica says no. And then he's like, oh, okay. Well, these are called eclube bullets. These are called eclube bullets. And eclube means I lie in German. So he's basically telling Veronica that he's lying to her straight to her face. But you don't know that. And I think that that's a cool detail. Um, 
just overall, this movie's cool. It does. Uh, it's funny. It's weird. It's dark. It's f- like it, it's good. I like it. It's whack, and not in a. Good, it's whack in the way they meant it, and it's whack for another reason. In the fact that it's not a good movie. It's whack in the way they meant it, and it just depends on if that's your thing or not. If uh, you, we are giving them way too much credit for knowing what they were doing. Yeah, because we're we're just walk. Dude, it's like going. All right, so for instance. I could make this movie. We could make it. I don't this think is, so. This is high school level. We could make this. Now, the thing is, is because it was in theaters, we we're all saying, oh, they're pros. They know what they're doing. And we're just letting it go. If this was shown in a high school, we'd be like, oh, they obviously have no idea what they're doing. This movie is dumpster, bro. I think you could say that for a lot of movies. This movie is not good. Um, So... What did you think about the whole bombing stuff at the end? When we're I mean, like, we're giving up on suicides. I'm going to bomb the school. And then he walks well, the, out and goes, just turns out I'm just going to kill myself. Like, what did you think about all that? Well, that was, it was like one big suicide. Like that, that's where this movie gets super hashtag Joker hashtag society. Cause he gives this monologue of like, Oh, I got everybody to sign this document. That's one, you know, group suicide note. And then I'm blowing up the school to make it look like a suicide because it's it's a message about society, about how nobody in the high school can get along. And because nobody in high school gets along, nobody in the real world gets along because high school is just an imitation of society. So we're all going to kill ourselves because the only place where we can truly get along is in heaven. And so I think that it stays in theme with what JD is doing. I don't think this is like, it's definitely an escalation to what he's doing, but I don't think it's necessarily out of character or anything. Uh, Yeah. I can agree with all this stuff. I think they could just writ wrote something better. I think they were in a writer's room, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna blame this on multiple people instead of the one writer, because um, I think if you put it all in one person, you know feelings are gonna get hurt. So I'm gonna say there's a couple people in a room, and the one person's like, "All right, so we finished Act Two, right? Um, obviously JD is gonna go and try and kill, you know, uh, Winona Ryder's character, who's Veronica name is Veronica. And what do we do then? She goes, "Well, we're gonna fake her own death." I'm like, on board for that. Her killing herself. For real, would have made the movie better, but I'm okay with her faking it because that's what everyone loves to do is fake their own death. From that point on. Also, if she really killed herself, the movie would be over. No, it could kind of no, because we've seen movies and this is a spoiler. I can't even say what it is because our spoilers are so specific. But that one DiCaprio movie that you like with the elevator. It can be done. It can't go on for much further, but it can be done, and it sometimes makes the movie better. So, I'm kind of... If she would have died, that would have been cooler. Once we found that out, the whole rest of the movie, they could have put something better together than, let's just keep escalating and escalating and escalating. There was nothing new. It was just like, well, we've been killing people, let's kill everybody. And then, obviously, it's going to be not successful. So, Or if he would have been successful, that would have been way cooler. I think they were just they had no idea what they were doing. And that's how I feel about pretty much this entire movie. Um, quite a few of the murder scenes were atrocious. I'm going to say they did that on purpose because I think they actually did that on purpose. I think they purposely made those really crazy to watch. Um, dude, I don't even know. 
I don't know what else to say about this movie, man. Okay, yeah, we, th- it's been a long time since we've had polar opposite opinions of a movie. Yeah, the reviews either love this movie or like, what the heck did I just watch? And which is uh, indicated on this podcast. Yeah, I was going through. I'm like, maybe I'm missing. There's one of those things that like, what if this whole movie is about? It's an analogy for something I never like global warming. I would have missed that entirely, and maybe I'm the dumb one. Nope, I didn't miss anything. I didn't miss a thing. And then there's people who just loved it, and I'm um, like, okay, whatever. I'm I'm now going to look at all those people who made those reviews and discount every other review they've ever made in their entire lives. Anyways. So is now a bad time to say that I'm giving this movie an 8 out of 10? Holy crap. This movie rules. This movie rocks. This like, movie. I've it's been a long time since I've seen this movie, and in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I remember the story beats, but I remember not much happening in between the big story beats. And then I rewatched it again. I'm like, oh, I enjoy the majority of this movie. Like, there was a lot more parts of this that I enjoyed and I'm coming away from it enjoying than when I watched it the last time. So I'm giving it a four and a half. It is for me worse than clockwork orange. I'm choosing not to engage because we have to put this to bed. (laughs) Yeah. Um, all right, so that was the last movie in our mystery theme month. Your previous guesses for the mystery theme included um, Guy Who Redeems Himself, yep. Sneaky Decades, and Guys Pretending to Be What They're Not. Now, after watching this movie, what is your final guess? So I think if I didn't get in the earlier ones, I'm using this as a chance to like kind of shotgun into the dark and hopefully one of my guesses have hit it. This is going to be a little wild. I think this is kind of like a seven deadly sins theme. Okay. Um, so the first one was like lust, right? Okay. Second one was like lying because he was pretending to be something he wasn't. Yeah. Um, catch me if you can. That was more greed. And then this one is obviously murder. (laughs) <laughs> there's a name for that i would have called that wrath but okay yeah wrath but yeah so that's i uh, getting a little obscure with the last guess but i'm hoping that one of my four hits okay well it is now time to reveal the mystery theme and you were incredibly far off on all of them the theme was movies that musicals are based on all of the movies that we've watched this month have Broadway musical adaptations. Uh, Dogfight. I knew, that. I knew all of that except for Dogfight. Dogfight was written by Pasek and Paul, who wrote the music for The Greatest Showman. Uh, School of Rock had music written by Andrew Lloyd Webber, who did uh, Phantom of the Opera. Yep. Um, Catch Me If You Can was done by Mark Shaman, who did... Hairspray and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and then Heathers was Lawrence O'Keefe who also did the music for Legally Blonde I think if I would have done literally any research whatsoever I would have figured that out I was hoping you wouldn't have and <laughs> I was really I banking on the dog fact fight that you was. I knew all these last three I knew they were all musicals Yeah, but it was one of those things that like I didn't come up with themes until you asked me <laughs> in every podcast so I will put this in your corner you got me but 
good. Yeah, and I just want to say all the music for these mov- for these musicals, Interstellar, love it. I'll love all the music. Uh, School of Rock is a little shaky, but overall, the reason I was so disappointed by the Dogfight movie is because the music for Dogfight is interstellar. Like, one of my favorite Broadway soundtracks. Wow. Very yeah, impressed. It, it's I'm so not going to look into it. I'm going to take your word for it. Uh, <laughs> because our tastes are so far apart. So far apart, if not shown in this podcast alone. Right. So we're going to, I'm just going to take your word for it. All right. Cool, man. Well, Alex, do you want to welcome back our non-movie listeners? Sure would. Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't watch this movie, I can tell you a bunch of other movies to watch instead. The Breakfast Club, 16 Candles, no. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh, they Risky are so Business. so different movies. Risky Business, Grease. We cannot rehash um, this. Weird Science would also be in here. Teen Wolf. All these movies came out in the 80s. All of them are about adolescence, coming of age, angst, all that stuff. And they I all disagree. do that better than this Watch movie. Watch this movie. It's a, w- I listen, just gave you this movie like seven options. This movie is incredibly divisive, as you can tell. So you need to watch it and form your own opinion. Yes. Or I gave you a bunch of options. Just take one of those instead. Just do that instead. All right. Well, can we do our improv segment? Let's do it. I got it. I got a new one, bro. Okay. This one's called Juggling Characters. Okay. Um, Pick a number from five to ten. Seven. Seven. All right. So there's me, you, and seven new people. Oh, no. When we start this scene, we're going to each <laughs> add one person until we have added seven people. Then once we add the seventh person, we're going <laughs> to systematically remove them from the scene. Until it gets back to just me and you. And then the scene's over. Okay. So I'm going to keep track. You should keep track too. Just about how many people. Because we're starting off with two. And we're adding seven. So we're going to get up to nine. And we're going to have to do all those characters. Okay. So we need to make sure that we can keep track of how many are in the scene. But I'm. Um, what do you want the scene to be about? God. I really feel like. Uh, there's like a classroom setting that calls to this. It's very The problem is I don't know how you would get rid of people and add people in a classroom setting because they'd probably already be there. Okay. The the easy answer is to just play welcome to my party. <laughs> yeah. But I we could do that. We could do we could do detention. Uh um, so we're in a, it's just me and you in detention and then more people show up. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's do it. All right. Uh welcome to detention. Uh my name is Mr. Wells and I will be overseeing Suck you guys. my nuts. Okay, so this is the kind of detention we're going to be. Suck my nuts, you fat lard. Wow. Okay, did you uh, learn your insults from the school of Bart Simpson? Hey, man, listen. We're going to get real used to being together. Um, I apparently committed a heinous act, not enough to get me kicked out, um, but bad enough that I'm going to be here for a month straight. So I don't need to hear need you to really introduce yourself know my name i don't need to know yours and we'll get along fine all right well just keep in mind that i will not be accepting another outburst like that i don't care what you think old man all right well you you did this i warned you actually i think that um 
boop. I think um, what you're saying is completely inappropriate, and we should respect him. What's your name, Mr.? Oh, uh, my name is Mr. Wells. I'm calling someone up real quick. Give me a second. Sure. Uh, thinking uh, really yes, to Mrs. Smith. Mr. Yeah, Wells. we need some extra help down here. We got a bit of a rambunctious child. Rambunctious my butt, you fat oh. Okay, okay. Excuse me, sir. It's me, Can you please Mrs. respect Smith. Mr. Wells, please? Please, please respect him. You're embarrassing yourself and the rest of us. Okay, um, it's, uh, who, which one is the rambunctious child? Raise your hand. Hey, douche, I'm over okay. here. All right, um, well, we're gonna What are you gonna to... do, call my parents? They're both dead, you dumb me. Okay, well, you must have some guardian, so I'm gonna call them up right now. Guard this. Uh, yes, uh, is this Alex's guardian? Yeah. Guardian, mm-hmm. my freaking bum. You okay. Well, um, uh, your your ki- child Excuse seems me? to be Excuse doing me? what Pardon seems me? to be the worst crowd work I've ever seen, ma'am. So, Excuse um, me? we ma'am? are gonna have yeah yes. I was wondering because I've been witness to all this bad behavior. If I could um leave early. If you could leave, no. We still have five more people we need to introduce. I, I'm so been experiencing gonna, a lot yeah, of trauma recently, no. and I think this is going to push me over the edge. Well, why don't you sit down and we'll think about it, well, okay? Maybe no, I can if help you interrupt you with me that. again, I am on a very important phone call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No expulsion. Yeah, that's kind of what we're looking at here. Yeah. Okay. Expel All right. me, or you don't have the balls on you, lady. You don't have the freaking sack. Sorry, sorry, I'm late. Sorry, I'm late. Okay, woo! Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, I was at class. I know I'm late for detention, but I was at class, and uh, I got a little held up doing homework. Let me guess. Doing homework. Drugs. Doing homework. Um, I don't know what that guy's problem is, but uh, I, I'm here. I'm here. Mark me as here. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah, sure. I'm with him. Um, uh, we were both doing homework at the same time. That's so. not true. That's not true. Hello. I speak only for myself. Who are you? Um, um, you have no business asking me questions. Also, please do not talk to me. What is, what is your name? Oh, it doesn't matter. Like I said, adults. Um, I was with that guy. We were doing homework. In the Again, classroom. cannot express how not true that was. He was already here when I got here. No, actually, he just, I had to make a bathroom break. Um, I'm kind of on my period, so running a little late to detention, but I was with that guy. We oh, are is this not together. the nerd guy that was talking earlier? No, I was with your oh. character, you dummy. Oh, yeah, then we were totally banging in the bathroom. That's- actually, I would prefer if we just call it. I mean, intercourse. Um, we were sounds a little, little. I don't know, vulgar for what we were doing, or at least attempting to doing before you ran out on me. We were stirring the pasta, and the pot got a little too hot. No, you lasted two seconds. Nothing got hot. I had just taken my bra off, and. I well, immediately had to let's put it just back say on. it's been a long quarantine for all of us. Hey, now, you two sluts. 
Do you got any yeah, pictures? Yeah, Whoa, what's up? Um, who are who are these two? Uh, I'm Kevin, and uh, I'm Chad, and uh, we're here to rule detention. Yeah. Um, what he said. Um, I think this is my detention. You have actually. You, you both know it's my detention. Word. All right. Now, for all you guys that came in after me, bow down. As I was saying to this guy who doesn't matter and who was calling my parents who don't exist, you all are my domain. So if you could all please sit down and shut up, this is my domain. Um, uh, this is uh, Kevin here again. I feel like I just need to reintroduce myself in case, in case people didn't hear me. Actually, uh, I'm pretty sure we all heard you and no one cares. And all right. I used to care. And now I don't. Uh, Chad, uh, do you want to hang these dweebs up by their underwear? Hey, man. Let's do it. Uh, hell yeah. Ripped! Oh, uh, oh man, that was... Uh, Wait, man, I think that guy was a teacher. <laughs> Whoops. A teacher that doesn't know how to, doesn't know how to wear uh, strong underwear, I guess. You, this is like, this is like 10-year-old underwear? Hey, uh, man. You bang your mom with that underwear? <laughs> uh, <laughs> bang your mom. <laughs> bang your mom. Uh, I feel like we're missing like one person. Um, I, that might that might be me. Um, is this uh Spanish? Uh, no, it isn't. This is detention. We've all um, been here causing a little bit of a ruckus. Um, do you know where that? Where Spanish would be then? Uh, this is after school. If you're looking for a Spanish class, you're about three hours too late. All right. Well, thanks for the help. Anyway. All right. Well, since she's leaving, I'm going to go too. See ya. Wait. Hey. Hey, jerk off. I didn't say you could leave. Um, excuse me. Don't use that profanity in my class. Uh, this is my detention and I get to say who leaves. Now that man had yeah. a very interesting speech pattern, so I am going to let him leave so we don't have to worry about keeping track of him anymore. Hey man, are we just going to, hey, hey, you, yeah, are we just uh, going to let him like walk out after we did that to his underwear? Um... I mean, when you put it like that, I guess we really don't have a choice. Like, he's already gone. Yeah, we should have been faster. Should have brought do you that think, up. Do you think we should leave, too? Like, I, he's not going to stop us. I mean, those those chicks look banging. So maybe we could, you know, bang them. Uh, okay, uh, hey, chicks, do you want to follow us out so we can bang you? Um, do you have, like, an ETA? Because I was disappointed recently. Uh, no, I got tested for ETAs last month. I'm good. <sighs> Whatever. Let's go. Um, um, actually, um, no, ETA, just you go to. I you think go to. You meant, nope. I no, think go to. You meant you go STD. To. Anyways, other teacher who came in, um, like I said, I'm gonna have to get some prescriptions for the. For the stress I've been experiencing while in this classroom, I was wondering if I could leave early. Um, you can uh, leave early if you're okay with me driving you to the Walgreens. Um, actually, um, nope, too late. Come on, let's go. I'm, let's go. Uh, excuse me. Nope. I don't let's know. go. Let's go. 
All right. Bye, everybody. See you never. Well, well, well. Looks like it's just the two compadres once again. Touch me again, and I'll knock your freaking block off, you doofus. Cox gun. Beautiful. Whew. Dude, I was like, how many people are freaking in this thing? <laughs> Holy crap. I just dude. like, this entire time, do you remember the ISS room or like the detention room from middle school? Yeah. Like that lit- like that room with the green carpet by the cafeteria? Mm-hmm. Like, that's where that scene was taking place in my head. In my <laughs> head, like, it was in the school of lock room. <laughs> like, we were, it was an empty classroom. Jack Black had just left, and we were in that classroom. <laughs> love it. Love it, love it, love it. Well, that took forever, so we're not going to do yeah. that again. So that was juggling characters. Next time, we'll pick a smaller number than seven. Um... <laughs> For our middle segment, if you are unfamiliar, the middle segment is where we come with a little bit more preparation. And this week we are returning. I know we kind of did this recently, but I, I felt a good. I found a good avenue to do this again. We are doing the Juilliard audition. So I'm sending you a link in the Skype chat. Now, Alex, what is your history with newspaper comics? Um. I used to be super into them when I was younger. Probably haven't read one since, like, middle school. I'm in the exact same boat. Like, every Sunday we would get the Sunday paper and I would read all the comics. Beetle Bailey, Family Circus, Marmaduke, all that stuff. And I'm like, wow, this must take a lot of creative energy. And it does. However, recently I've gone back and I've read some of them. And they are not good. So... I've sent you a link to 14 Dilbert comics. And Dude, I don't, I've seen Dilbert's pictures. I have n- I've never read a comic before, though. So we're just going to do some performing of some Dilbert comics. <laughs> so this is going to be bad. It's good, so, no, th- listen, that's the thing. You have to understand, this is not going to be uh, good writing. And the reason why we're doing Dilbert specifically is because there's very little action in in Dilbert. It's three panels. It's all conversation. It's setup, setup, punchline. And we're just going to go through a few of these. Are you ready? No. But let's do it. Uh, do you want to read first? Uh, it'll just go by ear. So just... Did you round up all the remote workers and put them in boxes? No, some of them turned feral. I don't think they can be reintegrated into society. If you're talking about the engineers, no one will notice any difference. Fair point. That was... That was one. (laughs) Bro, what are we doing? Um, If you're one of our listeners, dedicated listeners... And you notice that we're hard up for content. Please reach out via our social medias or leave a review or just call us. We don't, I mean, most of our fans have our number. So please suggest ideas. We're getting desperate. I report that you were watching a cartoonist doing a live stream when you should have been working. I'm practicing my religion. I believe a cartoonist is our creator and reality is some kind of simulation. Does the creator love us? No, he's in it for the money. 
See, that's funny because the cartoonist creator is being meta. Yeah, super meta. Wally, you don't need a mask for a Zoom call. I do it to hide my mouth so you can't tell I have a second job, and I'm talking to them on a Zoom call at the same time. Wait, what? I'm not talking to you. Settle down. So what's fun about this stuff is um, comics are not supposed to be read aloud. They're supposed to be read. Um, However, reading a written joke out loud helps you understand if it's good or not. So us reading it out loud, it's up to you, the audience, to decide, was that a good joke? Um... Dude, you're just like the the same character has been used for all of these. Even though I know this is not Dilbert. Oh, I don't know who Dilbert is. I thought this was Dilbert. Nope. Send security quickly. There are a bunch of homeless people outside my office. First of all, this is not a PC count. What is this? <laughs> what? Send security quickly. There are a bunch of homeless people outside my office. Do they look exactly like your employees looked like before the pandemic, but more bedraggled? How did you know that? Never call us again. Dude. So the punchline was the second one, right? Yeah. And then I say, how do you know that? They could have done way better than never call us again. Yep. Yeah. It was like, oh man, this is due at 459. (sighs) Gotta just write something. Dude, that last that last block, that last panel sucked. Yeah. Your big software has a bug. I can fix that by laying my hands on it and praying. Yaka blocka, wawa, willy, walla, bing, bang. Try it now. I really hope that didn't... Dang. This is pretty much happened to me in real life. Like, that's the thing with like the family circus and with family circus and Dilbert and stuff like that. It's it's the pinnacle of Facebook comedy. Like these cartoons were Facebook comedy before Facebook. It's like, hey, this isn't a joke. It's just relatable. And because it's relatable, you're going to find it funny. Yeah. And that's not good comedy. Um, let's do like two more. Okay. I hired a technology healer. He can fix any technical problem by laying his hands on it. That's absurd. Do you believe me now, Android? Yes. Wait, why is this working? That might be the the worst one yet. Where was the joke? That one, that might be the worst one yet. That was, that was real bad. Did you respond to Ted's long email? No, I judged it to be a manifestation of his mental issues and not something I needed to address. Nothing will ever get done around here unless you start pretending your coworkers are sane. Will do. This I think this is top com- three. I think these comics just like to put words on paper. Like, the goal is to just make words. Um, I got a couple questions about how comics work. Like, these comics. So I'm confused. Does one Scott Ab- got Adams, whatever, illustrated this, probably writes the dialogue as well. Now, yeah. does he produce this and then send it to newspapers across the country and they all print yep. it? Yep. It's a national comic. Does he get paid much? I would because assume so. 
I hope not. The fact that this guy makes good money. Well, I guess it doesn't, it doesn't hurt. Actually, I take that back. I'm glad he makes money, but I'm also glad he does this by himself. Like maybe he has a manager, but like maybe this guy's getting paid $200,000, which is really not that much for something to get published nationally. And he still has to give 10% to his manager. So he's making like maybe 140 after taxes. That's pretty good. Well, because what this guy's putting out, I I, I want to give some credit because the fact that people have to publish daily newspaper comics, and he's been doing this for like I don't know how long, 15, 20 years, like that's nuts to come up with that much it's material. Really not. It's really not. It's not a lot of material. He he comes up with each one of these in fifteen minutes. The barrier is so low, as we have witnessed. Um, so I did a cursory Google search and according to celebritynetworth.com, which I have no idea of its credibility, so take this with a grain of salt, says that he is an estimated net worth of $75 million. Does he have other businesses? <laughs> uh, the next sentence says, and yeah, the vast majority of that net worth is Dilbert money. What? <laughs> This guy is either in the best, he's got either the best investments in the country, or he's we got need to start doing newspaper money. comics. He's freaking laundering money because <laughs> that is not legit, dude. We let's we need to start a newspaper comic. I is so dude, I want to be associated with these guys. I don't want to be like, oh, are you? So do you guys do like Snoopy and Garfield? I'd be like, no. I mean, honestly. Those are freaking hitters right there. Yeah. Worst case scenario, we get associated with this guy. <laughs> yeah. To be, to be honest, I bet you we could have him on the podcast. Well, maybe not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we are burning bridges left and right. We need to have we need to have a podcast that we get Dr. James Dobson and Scott Adams on. If we can get the two of them, we can do anything. Well, I know we can get this guy. This guy is doing nothing else. Scott Adams is doing nothing else. All right. Well, that's all I wanted to do. This, I, <laughs> well, I, I know that this inherently was not funny, but that was that's the joke to me, is when something is purposely not funny, I find that hilarious. Now, let's do our one-hit wonder. One-hit wonder this week is TikTok trends. Heck Our yes. one hit is going to be... Tell me blank without telling me blank. And it's going to be about each other. Okay. Um, tell me you're friends with Alex without telling me you're friends with Alex. Um, so I spend pretty much every waking moment of my life worried about, is this the day he says something irredeemable? Is this the day I have to friend break up with him because... He said something irrational. That's my day-to-day process. I think just short of racial slurs, I could probably get away with most things. That's not a good attitude. I think that, racial that slurs is a bad attitude. and like blatant homophobia and Islamophobia. I think there's still a lot of things that are real black and white that I could just dance on the line and get away with. I think we're still, which is crazy, I think I could still throw some pretty wild stuff out there about women. And be fine. Which is, I, I want to say for my sake, 
it's not indicative of you. It's indicative of the people that are willing to let people get away with that. Right. There's a couple like hard and fast lines. Anyways, hit me with one. Um, tell me you're ex-military without telling me you're ex-military. Hey, man, um, are you going to get a haircut? Um, or trim that beard or do anything like that? Hey, bro, the man held me down for about four years. I'm in my rebellious face. All right. That is every Marine ever when they get out, dude. Every Marine that gets out of the Marine Corps is like a high school girl that just broke up with her boyfriend. Like, They're like, I haven't been able everything. to grow out my beard. I haven't been able to get a hair, like go without getting a haircut. They all just while out. Uh, tell me you're obsessed with Captain Marvel without telling me you're obsessed with Captain Marvel. So I think the big thing that people don't look at enough is like people praise Tony Stark for the same reasons that they dislike Carol Danvers. Like they both struggle with alcoholism. They're both incredibly arrogant. They both have an attitude, but like when it comes down to it, like they both do the right thing, except one you know, gets iconified and one gets de- uh, demified, vilified. Yep. Yeah, uh, that'll do it. Um, yep. You sure did that thing. Tell me you have normal interests without telling me you have normal interests. Hey, guys, have you seen that new episode of Queen's Gambit? No, man. Um, too busy watching Game of Thrones. Screw you both. I finished those a long time ago. I heard there's a new episode of you coming out. Man, I'm going back and rewatching Friends and The Office. Uh, they get moved to new platforms. I want to do those. Well, I just got done finishing up the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reunion. Fire would totally recommend. And Craig could not care less about almost any of those things. Almost any of those things. I watched four seasons of Friends. That is the most I can say about what all the things you just listed. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh, and I've seen all the office, but that's neither here nor there. All right. One more. One more. Uh, Tell me most of your friends are women without telling me most of your friends are women. I just want to say that, like, I really consider myself like a modern feminist. Like, I think that we need to understand that, like, a women's place in society is uh, not just equal to a man's, but like higher than a man's. Like they've been putting in so much work over the last few hundred years that, uh, in order to get true, uh, recognize, uh, recognition in order to truly get recognized, they need to not only get, uh, the same things that men do, but they need to be able to push past those boundaries as well. Half of our listeners threw up in their mouths (laughs) and the other half was like, I mean, I know he's doing a joke, but he's got a good point. <laughs> um, Alex, very simple, very simple. Uh, tell me you're married without telling me you're married. Hey, man, I can't get on tonight. Was that it? That was the end? I mean, it was a pretty good punchline, but I can come up with some more. Uh, just keep <laughs> saying it, and I'll keep coming up with a new one. All right, tell me you're married without telling me you're married. Sex once a week, am I right? Without telling me you're married. Um, You know... If you want to go grocery shopping two or three times a week, you could probably do it in one trip, but you have fun, I guess. That was a weird pull. You'll, you'll understand when you're in the club, bro. Okay. 
You know, of all the marriage stereotypes, fewer grocery trips? Not what I've heard no, before. More grocery trips, bro. More grocery trips. Okay. I'm saying you could do it in one trip and they're like, well, I forgot one thing. I need to go out and get this one. Bro, once a week, man. What are we doing? All right. What fair are we enough. doing? Fair enough. Let's call that the podcast, man. Let's call that the podcast. Uh, All right. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Wait a second. Greg, have you seen anything recently that you want to talk about? Um, I haven't been watching too much. I did start listening to the audiobooks of uh, that the True Blood show is based on. <laughs> um, Why? Is this, for, is this for small and tall or something? Nope. This is for personal enjoyment. Um, because I thought True Blood, like, I was interested in watching True Blood, but then I'm like, I kind of, I kind of need more audiobooks to listen to. And then Bug was like, "Hey, you do know that True Blood is based on a book series, right?" And I'm like, "No, I didn't. Thank you for this information." So I've started listening to those. Uh, you would never guess in a million years what the True Blood series is called before they became True Blood. Uh, the series is called the Suki's. What is it? The Suki Stockhouse f- series, because the main character is named Suki Stockhouse. Well, that's a horrible name. That's a bad name. And so they're all in the South. And so, like, I guess you just chalk it up to like, oh, it's like a super cartoony Louisiana name. But still, um, it's, you know. The way it was described to me is like it's pretty much what people wanted Twilight to be. It is a good yeah. vampire romance novel. And I guess I've just been single for so long. I like romance books now. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Wait, didn't you watch the new Suicide Squad? I did. We talked about that last week. Wait, did we? No, we didn't. We talked about how we wanted to watch it last week. Oh, I watched the new Suicide Squad. Um, I'm a weasel stan. Weasel. 10 out of 10. Harley is better in this movie than the previous Suicide Squad. This movie is straight up just better than the yeah, last one. Yeah, everyone is comparing this to the previous Suicide Squad. I thought we all agreed like eight months ago that like we're just not associating with the first one anymore. Like I'm not even comparing the two. Like this thing is like its own standalone thing. Yeah. You don't need to watch Birds of Prey. You don't need to watch the previous you Suicide Squad. You should watch Birds of Prey though because it rules. <sighs> Whatever. Um... I do miss Will Smith as Deadshot, bro. Yeah. I do miss it. And I also know we're not going to get another Suicide Squad because Warner Brothers is hemorrhaging money. And I don't know if another studio is going to put this on. So I think we should just be happy. Yeah. Um, Like I said, Weasel Stan. uh, Weasel, we'll have you on the podcast. Oh, Um, shout out to Pete Davidson, by the way. Yeah, super good. That guy's starting to be real good. Yeah, he's you know, I'm really not even say good. starting to be. I love Pete Davidson. Yeah, he's super. I good. hope he doesn't like. Dude, if he has allegations come out against him, I'm gonna be freaking three for three. <laughs> okay. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? Nope, we're good. All right. Well, next week we are starting a new theme. Alex, would you like to talk about the new theme? It's called the best and the worst of the best. So, of the best actors and actresses, we're going to watch their best movie and their worst movie. Not necessarily in that order. I don't think the order matters. And we're going to see growth. We're going to see good career choices. We're going to see bad career choices. And I think it's good that we can see what these big actors and actresses are known for and what they would rather not be known for ever. 
and probably wouldn't like to even be brought up. Um, so next week we're starting with Daniel Day Lewis, bro. Yeah. And so I am super excited. So the worst movie there, we're taking best and worst loosely. It's not like uh like we're looking at the ratings and the ratings play a part, but what we're also, deciding like it's what it's like when people think of that movie and they think, oh my gosh, this guy's amazing or this woman's awesome we want to pick that movie and then the worst one is usually the one no one's heard of it's the one that nobody wants to see went straight to dvd that kind of movie yeah so we uh um we we are taking into account like availability and accessibility like if it's not available anywhere we're gonna we're not gonna pick it yeah if they did a middle school play we're not gonna hunt down the tapes guys yeah so it's overall just like what's easiest and also fits in this category so Actor number one, we're doing Daniel Day-Lewis, and we are saying that his worst movie is the movie Nine, and his best movie is There Will Be Blood. So we're going back to two movies per podcast episode, Um, but, you know, that's the fun part. We're watching growth in the same episode. Right. And you know what? You guys don't freaking watch the movies anyway. So why do you care if we put in a little bit of work? <laughs> yeah. So that's the plan. I'm super excited for this. Uh, dude, it's going to be awesome. Um, a lot of these uh, actors I've seen in like mid-tier movies or a lot of the stuff they came out with like in the 80s and 90s. And I've seen their newer stuff. So I'm excited to see what like they're known for. Yeah. Super duper excited for this. Well, uh, that's the show. Uh, my name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mama said hi. See you next week. Deuces. Deuces.